What's going on, travelers? Welcome to episode 79 of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Rand, and joining me this week, we have Emerald. Hello, it's me, your lovely lower lady, Emerald, and according to Paimonica, the woman of the people. Well, welcome back. We are glad to have you here as a woman of the people, especially the way that it's been in Discord with the uh, all the chlorine discourse of people being very upset with me lately, oh, I guess. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. You just keep living in delusion, my friend. Oh, man. I, mean, I, I guess I just got a big shovel. I just seem to keep digging this hole, and then people are more than happy to bury me. So Apparently. But you know what? It's it's completely fine. I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand my ground uh, until I'm either proven right or wrong. But I am completely cool with it either way. But welcome back. Glad to have you on here as always. Um, we thought we were gonna have Pharaoh back this week, but he's still kind of uh getting readjusted yeah. since coming back from what he had to deal with. So yeah, and he's got a lot of catching up to do. So yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll give him a little bit to kind of get caught up, get settled back in, and maybe we'll have him back next week. So we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, for all our new listeners and returning listeners, uh, if you want to interact with the show outside of the podcast itself, you can always find us on Twitter at HoyoCast, and you can also find us at HoyoCast on Blue Sky, the uh, the new social media thing that's kind of uh, still in its beta phase thing. But uh, big thanks to Spade in our Discord server for hooking us up with the code for that. Uh, he's the, the whole reason we were able to get on that and get started before Blue Sky really gets cranked up. So you can find yes, us on both those. You can also find us on Twitch at HoyoCast, and you can find me as well at that Rayman. Uh, and what, are you also still streaming on Twitch right now? I haven't been uh, streaming on Twitch, but I, I do still want to get into it. It's just a matter of finding the time to do so. Okay. <laughs> you can still find me on, on Twitch at Emerald underscore Aaron. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, so once we get that going, we'll definitely set up a, a Twitch team and get everybody linked in together. Oh, and we yeah, can kind of feed off each other, build our communities up. Uh, you can also interact with the show by joining our Discord, discord.gg forward slash The Resonance, which you can join in, come in and leave reviews, join our open discussions regarding lore, characters, builds, just general discussions if you want to. You can leave questions And also questions silly week. goofies. What's that? For sillies, you can partake in the sillies with us. Oh my god, yeah, it's, it is non-stop nonsense. So yeah, join in, uh, jump into the fire, have a lot of fun. Uh, you'll find us a really friendly community. We don't have any toxic members or anything like that, so it's, yeah, it's a good time. Which, that's really nice. It is, it is. It's, it's a nice breath of fresh air from what you get from a lot of online communities. So it's good knowing that I, we got a place to go to and just kind of chill and unwind without having to worry about people just... Being the worst that they can be, like you usually find on oh, things yeah. like Reddit. And I know, stuff, I've, so. I've experienced a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, uh, we won't have anything there in the Discord, so we'll, we'll try oh, yeah, to keep it course. nice and chill for everybody. Got a couple little pieces of news, not a whole lot. This week, we were hoping to cover uh, Risley's character chapters, so don't want to spend too much time on the news. Uh, so we'll just kind of jump into it. Uh, first and foremost, the 4.2 uh, special program did get postponed. Uh, I believe a former, was it a prime minister or something for China passed away? Uh, uh, yeah. the... I mean, all I know is that a very well-beloved uh, figure in China uh, had passed. Yeah, I, I, like I said, from what I, what I read online, I believe it was a former prime minister or official like that had passed away on the day of the live stream. So pretty much everything kind of came to a halt. Uh, like Nobody was doing like, anything. It was kind of like a national observance. 
So yeah. we're gonna we were hoping to cover the 4.2 uh, live stream, but it didn't happen. So we're gonna jump into Risley's character chapter instead, and hopefully we'll get a a new date for the 4.2 live stream event here soon. And once it does, we'll be more than happy to dive into that. Which may be I good, am. because maybe Fierro can jump in and uh, give his opinion on some of the new updates that are coming our way in the in the next patch. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but aside from that, we did have a developer's discussion come out that kind of revealed some new quality of life changes that are coming in 4.2 that were uh, pleasantly revealed to us. The first and foremost, which I think is probably one of the biggest things that we have, is the Trounce Domain Quick Challenge. Oh yeah, which I think yeah, yeah, that's going to absolutely be useful, especially for newer players. Yeah, no, this is huge because the summon pool and the banners and stuff is so is so huge now that a lot of players, like new players especially, will get into and they'll pull these characters that from like Sumeru or Fontaine or whatever, and they'll have no way of getting the materials that they need for them. Like if you were, say if you're still in the UA right now and you pulled on Risley's banner and you pull Risley, you have no way of getting his materials right now or uh, yeah. Nouvellet. So the, with the new quick challenge mode, basically once you reach adventure rate 40, you will be able to quick, uh, quick challenge the Trounce Domains through your adventure handbook, which means you're not going to have to finish the prerequisite quests and all the Archon quests and all the stories to be able to unlock these bosses to where you can farm the materials that you need to to basically fully level up the the talents and the levels and stuff for your characters. So this, yeah, this is a very good change. That'll especially be useful if you're, you know, a little bit lacking on your uh, story quest progression. <laughs> oh, yeah, which I don't think you or I have that problem. I, I know uh, most of our people I don't think have that problem, actually, uh, in the Discord. Well, I mean, I can think of a certain someone. <laughs> oh? Who's coming to mind? Are we going to call them out or are we going to leave that uh, a little ambiguous? Oh, he knows who he is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you know who you are, so I'm sure that'll be a pleasant pop-up in the uh, in the Discord. Look, i got to give him his content, even though it's not much. You know what? You know, a subtle shout out is still a shout out, so I'm sure they appreciate that. But I'm sure that's going to be very helpful for a lot of players, like especially new ones that are still uh, working their way up. The second one is the story quest system optimization. So, what they announced before is that whenever you would unlock some of your story quests with your story keys for like your character chapters, like Risley's that we're going to cover later today, is that once you unlocked it, it would automatically accept it. And you would just as soon as you unlocked it, you started, your quest was started. Yeah. And if you went to the location to where that quest was, it would immediately kick into, like, that's what you were doing. Yeah, so basically they split it up into two parts. So, like, you have to unlock it and then accept it, which yes, is which, kind of how, like, the Hangout quests work, too. It is, yeah, because the Hangout quest, you can start or you can just, like, cancel it and go back to it later. So this is because I had this exact issue with Risley's quest. Like, I unlocked it, and then I went to go try and do the last part of Unfinished Comedy, but instead it was like, no, nah, you're going to do Risley's thing. And it was just like, I mean, sure, I was going to do it anyway. It's just not the order in which I had planned to. Yeah. But I in think that, that situation, this is another... I would have waited till after I finished Unfinished Comedy to unlock Risley's quest. Well, that's the thing. It's like as soon as something becomes unlocked, I go and I unlock it immediately. 
Uh, it's like uh, having anything that has like the red notification ball. So I might bend it to C six. You gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have some self control, my man. Absolutely like for the quest, not. like you can just go and <laughs> click on it. You don't have to unlock it. You can just click on it to make the red dot go away. Nope, nope. We're, we're all the way because otherwise I might forget about it. So we're gonna go ahead and do it. But I didn't think that those two quests were gonna be in the same area and overlap. So uh, this is of course this is they a were gonna change. be in really the same area. <laughs> Yeah, well, everything's in it's the Fortress of Meruby. Yep. What did you expect? <laughs> oh man. Uh, so no, this is this is a very good change. It's 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 very convenient. So they've been doing a lot of things to try and keep their quest from overlapping. Like, oh well, you can't do this quest because this character is busy here, or you can't do this because this other character is busy doing this other thing. So no, th this is really good. This is a good quality of life thing, and I appreciate them throwing this in here. The next one we have is a map function optimizations. So as the map continues to get bigger and bigger, and we get more and more regions, a lot of people use map pins, and apparently they use a lot of them to mark, oh, mark yeah. things like... Like farming you know, routes, especially. Yeah, people mark farming routes, they'll mark where materials are, they'll mark where um, the oculi and stuff are. So yeah, I have I usually mark like the shrine of depths, and then of course a lot of my other pins are just silly things referring to like my Genshin characters that I've made, like okay. spots of importance that would probably relate to them. Like okay, if there's cool. a specific group of like treasure hoarders on the map, I just we I have them marked. Both me and my friend, we have them marked as like, oh my gosh, it's them. <laughs> They're real. They're in the game. Oh well, that's cool. Yeah, I think the only thing I have marked out is like materials. Like I have like I think like star glitter and like dragon spine marked, and I'm trying to mark out where the uh, the freaking beetles for Risley are because I only need I... like you know eight thousand of them. I know I know where some uh, good spots are if you're, I, if you're usually in like any place that has like ruins and stuff. You're gonna find like yeah. five or six of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know I know some other spots. Yeah, I've been kind of, if I find a place that's got, like, more than, like, three, I go in there and mark down, like, beetles here, and then I check it, like, every other day. So, yeah. but my rise is at, like, level 70, and I need, like, 10 more beetles, and then... Oh, uh, mine's currently 80. at uh, 80. I haven't gotten the materials to ascend to 90 yet. Yeah, I think you're going to need, like, what, like, 60 beetles to take them to... 60 beetles or something like that, yeah. Oh, God, it's pain. But at least it gives me something to do, I guess, for a while, since I cleared up my quest logs. Um, so that'll be nice. But yeah, so more map pins. So you can now have to 200, which will be nice for a lot of people that like to mark things like that. Uh, they've also added a feature where you can batch delete pins, which means you can select a whole bunch batch of pins at once. Batch delete pins? And... Oh my gosh. Yep, you get rid of a bunch of them all at once. So add more pins, delete more pins. Yay for the map. Yay, yay. Uh, yeah, I will definitely say that the more I've played the game, the more the interactive map has become like really handy. Um, especially like trying to keep track like, hey, where are my spin crystals that I want to get? Because I love getting spin crystals. Where are all the oculi? And I've been, I mean, just going through my, mo my the, you, uh, the Hoyo you... Lab app Oh, on my I think phone. you said that you got all the, um, all the oculi. I did. I did. I made a whole bunch of the, the, the hydro, hydrooculi um, resonance crystals. Oh, yeah, those things. Um, to get like the last couple. And like the last one I needed in like one of the first areas of Fontaine was just like, floating in the middle of the lake oh was it was it above a pair of swans no it, I, it was just out in the middle of the water like in the dead center of the water by itself just chilling um, and there know? were yeah there was like a boat place where you, you could spawn like your your wave rider 
And I was like, I don't understand how I missed this. I must have swam oh, under it like 50 times. Maybe, yeah. Because, yeah, I found... Okay, I think I found... Yeah, because one of the ones that I was missing for the first area... Okay, I remember the two that I was missing from the first area. There was mm -hmm. one that was just up on a mountain. Like, an area that I passed by all the time, and it never just registered on my map. Yeah, I have one of those, too. And the other one was the one that you get from fishing. Oh, yeah, where you fish and it gives you the little teleport thing to shoot you in the air? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I those were the two one. I was missing from the first area. Yeah, I always find, every time I find, like, a really high tower or building or a really high mountain, I'm like, there's something on top of it. It's going to be a chest, it's going to be the little balloon things you got to shoot, or it's going to be an oculi. So we're going to climb this mountain, we're going to get to the top, and there's going to be something there. And nine and a half times out of ten, there's something there. You know, I think Fontaine has been a lot of a lot of fun to explore. Like it has. No, no, Fontaine's been like great. I have, like Fontaine's the only one I've really been like having a lot of fun, like clearing everything. You know, mm -hmm. but like I have like two areas, a hundred percent, and then everything else is like pretty darn close. Yeah, I actually uh, finished up my exploration uh, this weekend. But yeah, no, there's been a whole lot going on. Because I think that what really helps is that now we have like. The overworld, uh, we have like our ruins and our things like that. But there's so much stuff underwater as well, and they oh, yeah. they add like so I many love... subsections in the underwater as well. Which like um like the whole thing with like with Anne, where you go and you find the underwater tower with the big yes. water drain. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, really cool. yes, yes, yes. I have so, so much to to say about the the Ordo. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, that was that was a great and sad kind of like little quest. Um, also really sad that we don't get to go back to the little sunflower cottage. Oh, I'm, re I'm back in. Uh, I think it was what back. Yeah, back in. It was either four point four point one. That place you could still get back to that place via glitches and stuff. Yeah, I think they fixed all that because now I'm pretty sure that once well, you yeah, left it, yeah, they fixed it, all of it. it. They fixed yeah. all of it, but you can still like see it on the map, which is weird. Yeah, it's just just a reminder of what once was. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, last update we have for the uh, the developers' notes was the some changes to the Genshin Invocation TCG. The biggest one being the Accelerate Dual feature, which basically just uh, fast forwards things like dice rolls, round hits, and animations to help the game go a lot faster. So if you're just kind of going through like your daily TCG matches or doing your weeklies and you don't want to like, have to fuss with it, go into a match turn on this feature and just kind of fast forward and blast your way through it. It should make the matches go a lot faster. Uh, they also added a deck sharing code feature uh, to which you can basically build up your deck and you can share it via code just like you can with your uh, Serena Teapot designs. Oh, yeah. That, that feature would have been like super uh, useful when I was helping people back when the TCG first came out. Yeah, I haven't done a whole lot with the TCG, but I know that when a lot of people were having trouble getting started... Or having trouble with certain boss fights, they're always like, hey, how did you do this? What is your deck build? You know, what characters and yeah. cards are you using? So I think that this is going to be really helpful for the community. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did I did make that new deck, and I've been wanting to, I haven't gotten much of a chance to get much use out of it, aside from, like, you know, fighting NPCs. So yeah, I'd like to see some use in a real match. Yeah, well, there you go. And now you can use it, and when people ask, hey, how did you beat me so bad? You can just share your deck with them. Be like, this is what I stomped you with. So... That's, yeah, that's good, good news for you. Idiot. Good heel yeah. stalled, idiot. <laughs> so good changes for the TCG if people are into that. 
The only other piece we have, and we kind of touched on it last week, is the uh, Resounding Memories, or Resounding Melodies music bundle, uh, which will go on sale actually the day this recording goes live, and it will be on sale until December 19th. And this is the bundle that for uh, 1,280 Genesis crystals, you will get 1,000 Primo gems, the Festive Wind Glider, the Wings of Transient Dream, the name card Celebration Euphonia, and a festive furnishing, the Sublime Crane Feather String, which is the long musical instrument that lays on a yeah. table for your teapot. It's very cool. And that, yeah. So I did look up the cost on that. So if you have not used your top up yet, you can actually get the fourteen ninety nine bundle, which is the nine hundred and eighty Genesis crystals, where you get double that for the first time you top up. And you can basically use that. And for fourteen ninety nine, you will get this. And then, of course, you'll also get the bonus Genesis crystals out of that. And, yeah, and you basically get 1,000 Primo Gems plus all the extra Genesis crystals that you would uh, otherwise have out of that uh, out of that package. So Neat. I guess for fourteen ninety nine, it's not a terrible deal. I guess. Um, my, I mean, yeah. I'm free to play, so. Yeah, I mean, I buy a Welkin Moon like every now and then. I think that's pretty much about it. Because the welcome, or I do, I do the battle pass. I'll do like the basic battle pass because the battle pass is definitely worth it, and the welcome's definitely worth it. But as far as this bundle, I don't know if I'll jump on this, even though I do think that the wind glider looks I nice. Know. I'd really want to get the glider. That's the main thing. Yeah, I think that's the main draw to it as well. I mean, I love teapot stuff, but my teapot's zone so built up. Like, if I got that instrument, I don't have the low limit to put it down anyway, unless I want to remove some other stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. you can always make another layout. Yeah, but then I don't get to go to the layout that I got, and I'm really attached to my Mondstadt uh, layout that I did. Yeah, but, like, you can always switch between them. Yeah, but, again, I don't want to do that. I'm lazy. I still haven't even done the achievement where you get the 20,000 load limit on three different ones. I've done it in two. got to do, like, one more. Oh, yeah. But, I still have been using my one layout. I feel like maybe I should make another one. That'd be fun. Yeah, if they make like a, a nice Fontaine teapot sitting, I might oh, uh, try that. Oh, the Fontaine layout? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, oh, I'm gonna be all over it. <laughs> hope it gives, I <laughs> hope it gives me some good underwater stuff to use. Oh, for yeah. It. Oh, like, no. If they do a Shrinda teapot thing where it's got underwater features, oh, my God. No, 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 no. You, I, I love, you know, like I said, I love the beach. I love watery, like things related to the the water in the ocean. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, they got that. They got that one where it's the beach setting. Is that kind of like the Inazuma looking one? No, well, the beach one. They have the cool isle that was like that was one of the three like starting ones, and then the Inazuma yeah. one just had like the mm -hmm. the neat, the fancy looking water. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, Fontaine having actual, like, underwater exploration, and you can, like, place stuff underwater. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that would be awesome. I don't see that happening, like, underwater buildings and stuff. But if they can make it where you can travel, like, between <laughs> islands by swimming underwater, I would be all for that. Why can't I make my own underwater ruins? I mean, we don't even have any ruin schematics, really. We got some regular buildings and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe. I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. I don't think it's gonna happen, but uh, you know what? I will, I I will keep. I will, you know, I will hope with you because I love teapot stuff. Oh, me too. So that's actually gonna be it for the news, um, unless you've got anything else that I may have missed. Uh, no, I was just gonna say that I would like to have more load limit, please. 
because yes. I'm really struggling with my my crystal fly hot spring. I have what I think the only one we're missing now is the pyro one, and um, mm-hmm. girl, I need more load limit. I think the the the, the thing that's, that's with the load limit is because the game is a mobile game. True. They can't increase the load yeah, limit. I mean, yeah, because, fair enough. Yeah, because a lot of phones can't handle it. Uh, I think they've pretty much said that they want to increase the load limit, but they can't because they have to make the game accessible for not only console and PC, but also people that are playing on their tablets and their phones that just don't have the processing power. Yeah, I mean, that, so I that's, th- that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's as good an excuse as any. I get it. I don't like it. I wish I had like a lot more load limits so I could really build a city. But it is what it is, and you yeah, know, I, I can roll with it. I managed to work around it as best I can. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to remove another little small decoration when the pyro one comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I, I hate having to chop things out to to fill it back in. So like, oh, I want to add this thing, or I want to add this character. Oh, you're at your load limit now. It's like going to delete like a bookshelf to add a hanging picture. It's like okay, whatever. Oh yeah. well. I love my I love my crystal fly hot spring. It's my signature, <laughs> I, I, my yeah. teapots. Yeah, my hot spring's got a big old city built around it. I need to just tear it down and start from scratch. It came out okay, but now the more I look at it, the more I hate it. So I'm probably going to rip it apart, probably build a Fontaine city or something. I don't know. I mean, we do got all that new Fontaine buildings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're going to go ahead and wrap up the news there. Uh, just kind of a quick first segment because we do want to spend a lot of time on Risley's character chapter. And we're going to dive into that after our break. So we'll go ahead and do that. And we'll be back in just a few. See you in a minute. So, today we are going to cover Risley's character chapter, the Cerberus chapter, Act 1, Reborn in the Land of Grievances. Before we dive on into it, what was your impression on this chapter there, Em? On this chapter? Oh my goodness. This was, it was a really good chapter. It got, it got a little freaky. Let's be, let's be real here. It was a little scary, especially near the end. Um, yeah, this there's a lot of dark themes going on in this one, especially yeah. like at the very, very end. It's kind of like, oh, wow. Yeah, like, you know, there's also a couple of things. I, since I do already have a character that has some inspiration from Risley, so I definitely was cooking up some thoughts in here for what yeah. I wanted to do for him. So that was fun. Yeah, no, but this was a good one. Uh, it, dealt, it gave us a good look into Risley as a character. And then towards the end also gave us a dive into his past and why he is in, in the Fortress of Merapid and what he's done. So we will go ahead and uh, jump right into it. So we can kinda, we'll kind of cover uh, a lot of the story beats on here and share some insight. So as we started off, we are heading back to the Fortress of Merapid. And as we do, we're kind of looking around and Paimon and the Traveler kind of just observing like the different facilities that things that are going on. And as we're wandering, we come and we hear 
someone like basically calling out like from a box yeah like this dude just like is trapped in this box i assume at least seemingly trapped in the box either that or he put himself in the box yeah so we turn out that this guy is named fasole i think that's how you say it yeah fasole sounds and, right yeah that, that sounds frenchy um so Fasole says that he, it's either Fasole, <laughs> Fasole or Fasole. Yeah, one of the two. Uh, but he has taken a short nap, but then he noticed that his hat was missing. And we're like, we, we don't understand what's so important about this hat. And we assume like, oh, maybe he's bald or maybe he's just having a bad hair day. Yeah, but you got to cover sure. that hair up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe he's got really that bad head. So we'll help you find, find your hat. So we actually go around, we check a couple spots and we can't find it. So we're like, well, let's just go. We have lots of coupons and stuff. Let's just go buy one. So we go to the Rag and Bone Shop, which, you know, by this point you should know is the Fortress of America. It's basically their commissary. Did you get, did you, oh, they have a, they have a Fortress, they have a Fortress of Meripede, uh card backing. Oh, a what? They have a Fortress of Meripede, uh card backing for oh, yeah, the cards. Oh, yeah, the shop? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm using it for my, heels, my new deck. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, th- so... I will say, when we get to the Rag and Bone shop, normally there's someone named Albert there who runs the shop. But right now, there's someone named, is it Shambodok? Shambodok? Uh, uh, who? Shambodok? Uh, yeah, Shambodok, right. there you go. Who is We're basically. Go yeah, he's basically he's filling in for Albert while Albert's off doing things. And he's kind of like, oh, wow, it's like, it's you. It's like, I know so much about you and the things that you've done and work, and like, you know, you're friends with Risley. And he says that, well, yeah, we will, hey, we want to buy a hat. It's like, oh, well, please, no, just just take the hat. It's fine. Don't even worry yeah, about it. Don't even, don't even worry about paying for it. Yeah. And we're kind of like, well, why? He was like, well, you guys are popular and you're friends with Risley. So if I just give yeah, you stuff, maybe you can put in a good word for me. Oh, and, yeah. He's basically just trying to be like, he's being all really friendly and being all super complimentative because, you know, he want, he want, he wants some of the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So mm-hmm. you learn that Shemo actually, he gives us this stuff for free because it turns out that Albert, instead of paying him in Mora or credit coupons, just let Shemodoc kind of take some things from the daily supplies that come in at, in, in lieu of payment. Yeah. And so he's kind of like, well, I'm going to get this stuff for free anyway. So yeah, just take whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, go whatever, ahead. You know, yeah. So just, we, we say we're good, but Paimon being Paimon takes a couple snacks. Yeah, just buys a little couple treats, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever actually looked into the the rag and bone, like the other items that are supposedly for sale that are sold out? Uh, I mean, what do you mean? So, if you talk to uh, if you talk to to try and buy from the rag and bone shop, there are a bunch of items listed that are like for sale but they're always listed as sold out and some of them are like the missing volume of like the boar princess or there's like a poster of miss hina oh that's funny no i didn't look at that i was more focused on the tcg stuff (laughs) no no no. like seriously go to the rag and bone shop and look through their inventory stuff like everything is listed like for sale but it's all completely sold out like you can buy something funny yeah, so you can buy um, a couple like blueprints, you can buy some pure water, the card back, and things like that. But there's also like a marvelous bird egg or the idol post, which is like the the, um, 
the Goro Miss Hina poster. The Miss Hina there's, poster. That's yeah. funny. There's um what is it? There's like different <laughs> flavors of Fanta, like sweet Sakura Fanta, red berry blast Fanta, or a second hand cask of tomes. Oh, beast traps. The beast traps that we got like one of oh at the my, very beginning of the game. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, the Boar Princess Volume 8, which we can't oh. ever get. It's it's a troll shop is basically what it is. It's just I to know, basically really laugh at the players. Though. Oh my god, it's awful. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so <laughs> you need to go back and look at all that stuff. It's, it's, oh it's no, I'm, look. I'm looking at the list of the wiki. Oh yeah, my gosh. No. They have the they have the fox doll. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yep. funny. Or or like a what was it Mora candy, which is like the chocolate coins that you get in real yeah, life. Chocolate I guess. Coins. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, okay. That's cool. pretty hilarious. Yeah. No. Rag and Bone Shop's great. Uh, actually, I actually realized I need to go there and buy the um, the teapot plants. So yeah, but yeah, sorry for sorry for that. I just needed a little shout out to the Rag and Bone Shop. If you haven't gone to it, go to it. It's worth a laugh. No, this game's got jokes. It does. So we take our hat and Pama gets her snacks, and we go back to Fasole and we give him this hat. And when he comes out, he realizes that he's wearing a top hat, and he's immediately like, "I th- this isn't my hat." And we're kind of like, "You have like a whole head of hair. Like you look fine. What's wrong with you?" And he's, he starts to, like, kind of panic. like, no, I need to find, like, my hat. But then Risley shows up. And he's like, hey, you know, you misplaced your hat. And because you're a member of the Beret Society, you should probably take better care of this. And gives him his hat back. So he leaves. And we ask Risley, like, hey, what is this, what is this Beret Society that you're talking about? And Risley basically tells us that they're kind of like a tight-knit group. And they're like... Like, ideal, like, model prisoners. Yeah, so, they're, yeah, like, a small, model. like, mini society, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, like, yeah, they're called the Beret Society, because they yeah. all wear berets. <laughs> they do. But apparently they do things like they build each other up, they help people, like, get adjusted, and just, just like, a nice, positive, like, self-building and uh, yeah, assisting, yeah. like, little, group. little self-help group. So... We get that, that rundown from Risley, and we, we, as we head off there, we stop by the coupon cafeteria where we meet Wolseley, who says, you know, uh, would you like, you know, if you're going to offer some drinks in place of the super deluxe meal, because since we kind of showed up unannounced and Risley's with us, he's like, I don't really have anything ready. Do you want some drinks instead? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. And Risley begins to talk about, you know, how he kind of came in. And kind of worked his way up to being its administrator. Which it doesn't really seem like it was ever anything like super special. Like he just came in and was just like did what he needed to do. And just kind of helped people out. And just kind of worked his way up just bit by bit. Like he didn't like seem to like do like anything super special that, that I can recall. Yeah, he was just kind of like I just did what needed to be done. Yeah. So... We're having this discussion, and then a guard named Goulet arrives and tells him that they found contraband in a shipment. So apparently people are trying to like smuggle in things through the daily supply shipments. Yeah. And I guess that they've, they've been aware of it. Like, and Ryan's like, yeah, this happens from time to time. And basically what happens is like they'll confiscate the box. And Risley pretty much just gets to keep whatever's in the box, since it's contraband anyway. Yeah. 
and he can like keep it or sell it or do whatever he wants with it because he's the administrator. He's like, yeah, for real. Yeah, so my stuff. But since we're gonna go through the box, you know, why don't you look through and see if you know? Yeah, he lets he lets um, Paimon look through it, decide if there's yeah. anything she wants. Yeah, so Paimon mm-hmm. digs through, and she, basically what she finds is she finds this like black gem. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all of my box. There was like some string, uh, some snacks, the crystal. There was some other stuff, but I, those are like the three I remember. Yeah, but Paimon picks a gym because she thinks that she might be able to sell it and get some more and stuff for it, I think. Yeah. But as she grabs it, she quickly is like, she like kind of freaks out. She's like, no, like she, she doesn't want it anymore. Um, yeah. Because as soon as she touched it, like she had like a bunch of like bad memories and thoughts like flooding into her head to the point where I she know. didn't even want her snacks. Yeah, she didn't want her snacks. Yeah, like, which girl- is like. Yeah, if Paimon doesn't want her snacks, something is very, very wrong. Yeah, something's wrong. So we, no, the traveler. No, Risley goes, tries it first. Risley right, tries Risley. it to confirm her statements. Risley's right. like, hmm, yeah, she's she's not lying. That really did happen. Yeah, yeah, something's really off with this. And then gives it to the traveler, and tri- the traveler tries it, and we are we get flashed with the the memories that we had of you know the abyss order. And our yeah. sibling, we had, I think we had that scene with the mirror from the Caribbean chapter. Oh, the mirror from the Caribbean chapter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that flashed across the screen. So it's like all these like bad memories come like flooding to the front of our of our head. And, yeah, so basically Palma's like, yeah, I'm not going to take anything from the boss. Like, Palma doesn't want anything from the boss. She doesn't want her snacks. She doesn't want anything to do with it. No, so no, no. Absolutely we, not. <laughs> yeah, so Risley takes the gym. He's like, okay, we'll set this aside from now. But uh, let's go ahead and continue on to the Beret Society. And the Beret Society is pretty much set up like, they got this like, little like, outpost with like, books and workstations and stuff set up like right there next to the cafeteria. And we head over yeah. and we meet the, I guess, the the leader or the head of the society by the name of, uh, is it Dugier. Dogier? Yeah, Dogier. Dogier. Yeah. And... Risley kind of talks him up, like, hey, you know, this is Doja. He's the head of society. These are all the things they do. They provide, you know, reading materials and places to work on stuff together. And how, yeah. how we can basically help people make a life for themselves down here. Just like they yeah. would if they were you know, you know, still in the world above. It nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, cool. It's like, you know, the people here, they, they want to be good people. And because they're taking these steps to better their lives, they wear these berets as kind of like, um, uh, you know, the, a symbol like the, of their yeah, uh, yeah. It's kind of like the, uh, the the badges that they were that we talked about in New Blood chapter. The yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Medal of Peace badges, like they got these own society. They just kind of march them. I'm, I'm part of this group. I'm trying to do good. And so Dugier and Risley start to talk together. Which leads the traveler Paimon to go and talk to the other members and kind of get a feel for what's going on. And they have like, you know, oh, well, you got a library. You can like check things out. And everybody's like really like poppy and happy and supportive. But as we're talking to all these people, uh, Faisola walks by like in the distance. Yeah, we see him in the distance. He, he sees everybody and then he gets like real panicky. Yeah, he's kind of like, oh, crap, and, like, tries to, like, duck out. But Paimon calls out to him. He's like, hey, it's you. Like, 
we've got he helped you find your hat come over here and talk with us and he is not happy like he's like he's obviously very freaked out and doge says like you know no i will you know i understand like he, he hears about what happened with the hat and doge is kind of like yeah we'll talk about that later and there's obviously like this very sense of unease like all of a sudden and I feel like that to like break the tension, like Risley, like they're the, the Risley, gym. They're talking. Yeah, they're talking about uh, I'm trying to look through the dialogue right now. They're talking about um, just like everybody's uneasy, everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so it rises like it rises like, hmm, no, he's like, where were we before we were getting sidetracked with, you know, Fasole walking by. We were like, yeah, yeah, we were talking about, you know, uh, fighting and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he goes to pull out his handcuffs to show him off. He does, you know, starts doing his little idle animation. But mm-hmm. whoops, the crystal slips out of his pocket and falls under the ground. <laughs> yep. And basically, like, everybody kind of stops and stares at it. And you see, like, a lot of dot, dot, dot dialogue going on. So... But Ryze is kind of like, oh yeah, sorry, have you seen anything like that before? And I think uh, I think he asked Doji, and Doji's like, I'm unfamiliar with it. And I said, well, that's fine. But he, he continues to compliment this side, like, you know, you've always been super helpful. You know, keep doing what you're doing. You've you know made me not have to work as hard, and you know you've just made things a lot better. And I just wanted to come and kind of like extend my thanks and to meet you and just see how things were run. But as that that sense of unease kind of sets in. It's like he feels it and he sees what's happening, but I don't think Paimon really knows it. Paimon just like Paimon just feels like, oh well, something's awkward. Yeah, it just there's a sense of awkwardness and unease in the air, yeah. especially since Risley dropped that crystal. Mm-hmm. So Risley kind of repockets the crystal and says, "Well, I'm going to go and get back to work," and so we go and like take our our separate ways on that. But he tells uh, when, we're, when we're leaving and Risley's going back to check on some things, he tells, hey, travel, you know, if you get a chance, go back to this society and just kind of, you know, talk with just him again and see around. if you notice yeah. anything. Yeah, have a look around, see if you notice anything out of, that's weird or out of the ordinary. I'm like, okay, I mean, that, that's fine. And so we go back, and when we do, we, Doge is not there, but all the other members are still. And like the girl at the bookstore, and, yeah, everybody. The guy that cracked him, everybody. And the guy who was being all loud and cheery. Everybody's Every- super quiet and uneasy. Like, hey, what's going on with the bookstore? And she's kind of like, oh, I mean, nothing, I guess. And like they, it seemed like they are doing yeah, everything they can. Yeah, we like, hey, uh, I think I left something over here, like a little glass bottle for storing spices, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and they like they want like nothing to do with this. All of a sudden, like they are yeah. like super hesitant to do anything with this. And they're like, okay, well, this is kind of strange, but okay. So we leave and we talk to Raj. Like, yeah, things were, things were weird, dude. And he's like, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of he like Risley, you know, basically said that yeah, I kind of knew something was going on. Like Doge's doing something. To put on a show and he's hiding something. Oh yeah. And the guards, yeah. So I don't remember if this happens now or later, where we discover like 
all the papers that Arculet uh, is messing with are all like the same, and all the books are fake. And yeah, yeah, I think I pile my notes. Like one of the books that was like out there, like lay on the table, like had this despite having a different cover and different amounts of wear on it had the exact same contents as a book on the shelf but they were supposed to be like books that like the members of society have written themselves to like you know foster creativity and stuff like that or like even like the dust that was like laid on all the dust that was scattered around is all intentional and fake yeah like nothing is actually like being used or done it's all just a big elaborate show so it's like a recurring theme in Fontaine. It's like nothing is ever as it seems. Like everybody seems to be covering up something. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is like the theme of this region. But Risley tells us to kind of like, hey, just hang out here in the office for a bit. And, you know, I sent the guards out. And I think I've, you know, set the bait to where someone is going to, to, to come here in a minute. And we wait there for a little bit. And then the door knocks. We right there. Were, oh yeah, yeah. Because what had happened was that the the situation became very more apparent um, with the holding with Fasola and his hat. And when Paimon called it out, like at the meeting, it set something off that wasn't supposed to happen. Like Riza was trying to do like kind of like a subtle like interview and find out what's going on face to face. Yeah, but, but because went of, out and said it. Yeah. <laughs> So Paimon called out Fasola and kind of like set everybody else like on edge and kind of ruined Ryza's like a little like subtle like investigation. And the gem falling out of his pocket was intentional. And basically he said he had to do that and to basically give the appearance like, hey, you know, we're looking into something, but we don't know what's going on. So basically Duje knows that Risley's investigating but Risley dropped the gym to give Duje the impression that we're just starting, like, right now. Like, we don't know anything. Because the box of smuggled oh, yeah. materials was going to the society through the, through the rag and bone shop, I think. Oh, yeah. Also, that, that whole interaction with Duje and, and the girl, I can't think of her name. And, oh, that just, that was terrible. That was a little scary. Oh, yeah. Anything involved Duje in the that was her name. Avice. Avice. There you go. Or Avice. Avice is probably the right one. Yeah, Avice sounds better. Yeah, I like Avice better. So, Risley State saw that, and he says, well, you know, I I set the bait. I think that somebody's going to take something. We'll be able to to pretty much fast-forward our investigation. So, we're just going to hang out. We're going to wait. So, Risley goes out there, and he puts on some music, and we just wait for a couple minutes, and then the door knocks. And... Avice, who, we, who, like you said, we, we ran into earlier, comes in and says that she needs help with her lover, Faisole, saying that he's in trouble. He said he tried to escape, and because he did, but he was caught, and now he's going to be something called censured. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It basically, what it is, to be censured is something that Duje does to keep the members under control. Yeah. And we're like, well, how does yeah, not that good. work? Yeah. Because Risley's like, you know, I don't understand. It's like, how does this work? Because I, he thought that something was going on with the hats themselves. And he had Fasoli's hat earlier and said he investigated it and he checked it out and said it was it's just a hat. There was nothing crazy going on inside of it. But Avis takes off her hat 
and her hair clip and sets them on the desk. And as she's getting as ready she's to, to reveal this. the secret to us, yeah, like Dujie yeah, just like that's when Dujie comes in right on cue. <laughs> yeah, so he like just kind of stomps right in, and like even Rise is kind of like, I didn't hear a door knock, and I didn't tell you to come in. Like, that like, oh. was rude. Don't do yeah, that exactly. again. And dude's just kind of like, oh, well, I would have stood on, you know, I would obviously, would have, you know, obeyed protocol and etiquette. But, you know, I noticed that our members have been wandering off and going missing. And yeah, like, Avis is like, oh, kind of. I'm, she's, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's mentally unwell. Yeah. She's talking yeah, no, crazy. She's... And like, and the line, the line Risley says here, and it's like, what if the reasonable man wants to hear the lunatic out? I'm like, mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's he's like, I'm definitely going to use this. He does. So, but he says that. Yeah, he, he does. Like, you know, what if, you know, so what if she is crazy? Maybe I want to hear exactly what she has to say. But then if he suddenly changes her tone. And she's like, no, I, I don't think I want to say anything else. I, everything I've said, that, that, that's all. It's fine. And Duje becomes, like, really, like, a, like hostile. It's kind of like, you know, why, why are you pressing on this? It's like, don't we make your life easier? Don't we make your job easier? You know, why do you want to try and throw a wrench in this when all we're trying to do is make things better? And Risley's kind of like, you know what? No, something's going on, and I'm going to, I'm going to find out. And he looks to Avis and, and basically says, I want you to show me your head. That's an order. Like from the administrator yeah. of the fortress. And but, he he doesn't find anything. And, yes. you know, and then the two leave. Yep. He checks her out and says, I can't see anything. So Avis leaves with Duje. And he wanders off. And basically, Ryza said that Duje was ready for this. Like, he knew that Ryza was going to start an investigation and that somebody was going to come to Ryza to try and basically blow the whistle on what's going on, and he was ready. But Ryza's kind of like, you know, why did Avis stop, you know, suddenly, like, change her tone all of a sudden when he showed up? And then, she, like, she wouldn't say anything else. And it turns out that, you know, even though she, she had nothing hat, else to say. Yeah, yeah, she had nothing else to say. But it's because she had already given us everything that we need. And it's not anything that has to do with the hat itself. But when she had taken off her hat, she had also removed her hair clip. And Risley goes and looks at the hair clip. And he finds something that looks like a nail or a thorn that are, like, poking through it. Yeah. And basically he takes... But they're getting stabbed in the head with something. Yeah. So he takes this... And he po he takes the black gem, and he pokes it with the with the hairpin, and a black liquid comes out. Oh man! And it turns out that the gem is actually kind of like a container or a bottle for this liquid. And what it is? It's essentially yeah. It's essentially like there's like oh yeah. Uh, we like the water water contains a lot of human emotions that's how like water is viewed in this world yeah especially in for like the fontanians and so you know this water is just a highly concentrated liquid of fear yes it that's exactly it's, just, it's basically it's bottled fear on here and bottled fear yeah and w what is happening is that duje is putting it on these pins it seems like and it's basically being pinned and like 
through through the hairpin. It's like pinned directly into their head. Yeah, so it's like imagine like walking around with like a permanent lobotomy that's just giving you a constant state of fear. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like it's like <laughs> oh just my god. Like, mm, yeah. Yeah. That that's not that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like, yeah, this is bad. So we immediately leave and we find out what Dujay's doing. So we leave with Risley and we head to the gathering spot to where the guards had gone and pretty much apprehended all the beret members. And when they when they get there, is that is it Elmini? Some of these Fontania I cannot uh, pronounce. Yeah. Uh let me see. Yeah. But uh, Lomini. Lomini might be right. There you Lomini. go. But said when they were when they were watching the members and when they tried you know, just trying to leave and get them stopped. Like, the members were trying to flee. And Ryze's like, yeah, I kind of saw this kind of happening. So we're going to get all the members together of the Beret Society. And anything you get from them or their headquarters, we're, we're going to get. Oh, so, yeah, this is when it's revealed that everything was fake. Yeah. 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 And it turns out that, yeah, all these these all these members have this thorn on their head that's, like, stabbing them. And basically what this is, is this reminder of the censure that Dugier does. And we're going to inspecting, and basically when we're, we're checking out the area, we find out that, like, you know, like the camera mechanic, where you have to go and, like, look at the camera, move a power thing. I have another power yeah, thing. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. So Dugier has one of these snuggled, like, tucked in away between all tucked the books Tucked away and behind stuff. the boxes. Yeah, so basically he can use that to watch the members like big brother is always watching basically he's just constantly monitoring them and keeping them on their toes and keeping them afraid of him but when elmini and the others come back say they can't find anything like that's here is like his real base of operations has to be somewhere else because it's not here this isn't it yeah this is a front yeah and rice is kind of like well we have a, you know, by the production zone is like where we think that it's going to be. But I have an overseer that's down there. Like, I have, like, a head guard. Then they like, haven't why reported hasn't he anything. said anything? Yeah. So apparently, like, Duget has probably been paying him off. Yeah, but well, he's like a member down, of Duget's yeah. little gang. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we go down there, and the overseer is missing. Like, he's just not there. And we find an unconscious guard, and we find some of the society members who are about to take care of the guard as he says oh yeah yeah so one of them named Weiler says that you know he was ordered by Duje to eliminate the guard like entirely and if they did then basically rises kind of look you give me the truth about what's going on you point me towards the headquarters and when it comes time to to dish out sentences I'll remember that so basically, he he gets a he offers them a plea bargain, is what happens. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And which these guys immediately take, and we then leave and we go to, basically, we go through a domain, uh, instance to where, we're we're breaking into Doge's like headquarters, like the Beret Society. Yeah, his little yeah his there. little like secret space yeah. in the abandoned abandoned part of the production zone. Yep, and as soon as we get down there, we find a lot more of the Beret members. 
And we all and and a bunch of missing Gardamax. Find a lot of Gardamax, and Rise is kind of like, yeah, there have been like decommission requests and missing parts and things like that a lot here lately. And it turns out it looks like Doge's Doge been building was a makeshift yeah, he army. Was pre- oh, he was preparing for an all-out war with our lovely Duke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're like, as through this investigation, Paimon finds a notebook. And it's kind of like, hey, you know, what's this? And it turns out it's the, you know, it's not the rules that we were shown at the beginning. Like, hey, what are the rules of society? Oh, you know, be helpful, be positive, and, you know, always be honest and always wear your hat and things like that. No, it's kind of like the rules are very much like you will be split into groups. If one person messes, if one person messes up, the entire group will be punished. And just all these things that keep the members, like, in a very strict sense of checks and balances to keep them constantly afraid and scared of messing up in, in fear of punishment. And it's just, as we go through this and the further in we go, like the darker and darker, like this becomes. I know it's so, so unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole thing is like really just kind of twisted, but we, we continue to find more members that, like, some of them had been, like, locked in prison cells for, like, they were ready to be censured or dealt with. And some of them were like, no, they're, they're deathly afraid or anything. And we tell the guards, like, hey, you take care of these people. We're going to go and find Duja and get this, and get this uh, handled. And as we make our way into basically the central area of Duja's little hideout, we find them like staying in front of a crowd of beret members and he's got two people up on top like with him yeah, and he's it's, punishing um, them it's a, as it's <laughs> yeah it's a fasole yeah, and avis fasole and yeah and avis yeah and he's basically he's I stumbled using... over that so badly <laughs> <laughs> it's all good <laughs> <laughs> but he's using them as an example because he knows like how close stuff they are, and he basically tells he looks to Avis and tells her, "Take the gem, and put it back into his head." Yep. While Fasola is like, is it's kind of like Iron Maiden looking like contraption. It's got him all like trapped. Oh yeah. And she's like, she's like scared now. Like she's like crying. She's like, you know, I don't want to do this. Like I'm so sorry. She's about to. But then Risley and the Traveler kind of, you know, stomp then in. Then here like, comes Risley and, the, Risley and his squad. Yeah. And we kind of like stomp through and we're like, oh, you know, this nice little society got going on. And Duje going on this whole, tran- on this whole um, tangent about basically how Risley has gone and made himself administrator. He has this, this whole, you know, this whole kingdom, this whole thing all to himself. And that Duje just wants his slice of the pie. It's like, you get everything. It's like, I, I've i built this up. I deserve a piece of, uh, you know, I deserve my part of it as well because I make your mm-hmm. workload easier. I keep these members in check. You know, I help yeah. things run smoothly. I deserve, you know, what I get. And Rice is kind of like, absolutely not. He's like, when I'm here, and I, the way I run things is I get members to work with each other and to share and to work off one another and build themselves up. Yeah, should the they prison to be is a place people. of. Yeah, the prison is a place of rebirth and to set yourself free. And this is, 
not the way to do it. And the the fortress is made for redemption, not for like punishment. And Duji is just looking out for himself because he's like, these people are all criminals, murderers, and thieves, and everything. They don't deserve redemption. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to use them to get what I can out of Yeah. Yeah. Duji thinks himself better. And so he's going to use them to just, you know, if he's going to be trapped down here, he's going to make his own life better because, you know, he can't. He's a better person than the rest of these prisoners. And Ryza's like, no, these people are, it's like, they're not like currency, they're not trading bits. And it's like, you have like no empathy at all. You're just, you're just arrogant. And Duje just says, well, you're just young and naive. So he basically summons like the last of like his Gardamek army to basically attack Risley like right here and now. Oh yeah. No, why have the Risley, the Risley, that like Risley doing cool stuff scenes has been so good. Oh yeah. No, every time Risley comes in and says like, Risley's going to do Risley things and it's going to be fantastic. Like every yeah, time. There's nothing you could do about it. No. Because Risley comes in and just, after our own little comment, like Risley beats the tar out of these Gardamex and starts to, it's like, you know, you think that. Basically mock and terrify uh, yeah. Dugier. Yeah. You're like, you think that, you know, by ruling by fearing like this and having these mechs right here, you think that gives you power? I'll show you what power is. And Risley just starts like, slow walking like adjusting his tie and just strutting his oh, way up towards Duje. walking up Duje yeah. pulls out a gun yeah he pulls out a gun and just starts shooting and riser just keeps walking like tilts his head like one time as the bullish just whip past him and he just does yeah. not care as he steps up dude the, pulls Duje then points his gun at the traveler in paimon and then that's when riser runs up disarms him and just oh my god just slams him <laughs> he does he goes out there grabs duje by the throat pretty much choke slams him down to the ground and tells him unauthorized yeah, punishment Duget, and torture Duget, are not no, allowed duje is, is like you know you're not allowed to do this and risley is like as the duke i don't need justification to kill people that's essentially like he's like you have to follow rules and etiquette. there are rules to this place and yeah yeah exactly right like, he's like yeah i'm the but boss I'm the duke. new rules if the if if the if the administrator wants someone dead, they will die. He doesn't need justification. Yeah, he do doesn't so. need justification. And it's like holy hell. So you know, oh, anything yeah, anything that yeah, Risley, everything about that was great. And I seen like Twitter reactions to like when Risley like, ran out there, like grabbed this dude and like choked him down and like pulled him up by his neck and like all these people like on Twitter feel like ah, oh, that should be me. You know, like people like freaking out. <laughs> Like just being Gosh, like the, yeah. the way, yeah, the way that people are. It's like, man, y'all need to calm oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> but Duje's been caught, and the guards basically gather the, the rest of the Beret Society members. And one thing that I liked noting here is that Risley says that he personally went to each and every member to apologize for what happened to them. And to try and make them feel better before giving them uh, to the doctors to get their medical attention. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't have to do that, but he went out of his way to go to each one of these people one by one and say, I'm sorry I let this happen to you. Everything's going to be okay now. Yeah. It's such a great insight to his character of like him as a person. And I really him as appreciate a person, that. Yeah. 
And so once that's done, we go and we meet Risley in his office. And what she's kind of like, He's I like, didn't what's going like to happen to Dugier? Yeah. And, yeah, and Risley's like, mm, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> nope. He's like, basically what I'm going to do to Dugier is basically what he does. I'm going to let him sit there and I'm, he's going to stew in his own fear of the punishment that's going to come. And when I when I dole out that punishment, it'll probably be worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay. He's just. Oh yeah. He's just like. Mm, I'm just gonna let him just be afraid for a while. <laughs> yes. So he's kind of. Like, but I'm gonna just kind of let this. A little taste of your own medicine. <laughs> exactly. So I'm gonna take care of this. So you know, thank you for helping me. And how about I buy you guys a meal in a couple days. While everything gets wrapped up, like, uh, yeah. yeah, sure, that, that sounds good. Even though, like, Paimon is initially like, yeah, well, Paimon's initially like, yeah, no, I think I've kind of had enough of this place. I kind of, like, don't want to eat here ever again. Like, after, like, everything that's been going on. Yeah, after everything, Paimon's yeah, kind of like, mm, He's no. like, no, it's like, I'll make it a special meal, and it'll be a lot of food, and be whatever you want. And Paimon's like, okay, I'm back in. So, we let the two days pass, and everything kind of get hammered out and the beret society is disbanded and we go to meet wisely and as we do he says that the doctors stated that removing the thorns is not a problem so all the members are going to be okay they're going to pull the thorns out yeah, over time everyone's gonna be... the liquid fear thing will wear off and they'll yeah. be okay some are doing a little they'll better be okay. than others right now but they're all going to get there and when we talked to him it was like hey when we first came into the content with the gym, it's like, no, we had these flashbacks. What did you see? Yeah. I want to know what Paimon saw, kind of. I'm like, actually kind of curious about that as well. Maybe she just saw, like, the, the darkness of the ocean before we fished her out of the water. Yeah, or, like, horrible things the Traveler went through. But, like, if she saw anything before the Traveler, like, um, girly, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, right? Like, we don't know any much about Paimon's history, so that would actually be very interesting to... Maybe they'll touch back on that in the future. Who knows? Yeah, in a future quest. Yeah. But Risley starts basically telling us about his history and that he was an orphan. And he was adopted by these, by these two parents who were very sweet, very loving, very caring, and that he had a whole lot of siblings. And basically yeah. what they did is that these parents would adopt these orphans and these, and these children and take care of them. And then when they became of age, would basically let them, them be off. Well, they were going to be adopted. Well, we're going to be adopted by these prestigious families. But the truth of the matter is, is that exactly what you said. It's like they weren't yeah. setting up for adoption. They were selling the children. They, yeah. were, they, they were basically traffickers they were trafficking these kids and they would sell the kids for money and those and those who yeah and those who knew the truth or could it be sold were disposed yeah, of quote unquote disposed of yeah exactly that's that's a horrible word for it because you know what it implies oh yeah but risley says that well i consider myself lucky because i was able to bond with all of my siblings and when it when he found out that duje was basically doing to these members of the beret society like pitting them against each other making them live in fear and just lording over them like this and using them as a sense of currency to better himself 
It's like yeah, when that's he found, that's what made him so upset. Yeah, that set him off because Ryza oh, yeah. says when I found out what was happening and that my quote unquote adoptive parents were doing this to my siblings, I killed them. Yeah, he killed he killed his adoptive parents, and that's why <laughs> like, he's in the fortress. Uh, uh, I know. Like, I remember what? my reaction when he was like, "Pop was like, well, what did you do?" And he was like, "I killed them." Like he just said, "Like yeah, I yeah. killed them." He, he said, I was like, very "What?" Mad- <laughs> in no uncertain terms, he's like, "Yeah, I found what they were doing, and I killed them, and then I freed." Uh, I freed, freed my the siblings. other siblings. He was. Yeah. That's when he was sent to the fortress. Mm-hmm. And that, that's he's why like, he's like he's like yeah that's why I do not want this place to be that's why I do not want this place to be like the life I had. <laughs> yep, he's like I was a teenager and I did what I had to do and I am not going to let this place be a repeat of what I went through. And yeah, what I did was extreme, but I I was yeah, I was young. I didn't like, know yeah, what young. else to do. He didn't know yeah. what else to do. Yep. So he did what he needed to do, and now he's here. And he says basically he's like I'm not going to let that happen ever again. And as he finishes divulging like this history, and I do appreciate this, even though it wasn't like the core element in the in this story chapter, it was it is a very pivotal point in behind Risley's motivations throughout this entire investigation. Oh, absolutely. It it wasn't like as like in your face and like history like Nouvellets or Deas or something like that, but it was still such a very impactful like last scene. That I, I I love it. Like it gave me just enough of a history of Risley and what he's done, why he is the way he is, why he's here, now, and what he's doing, what he's doing. Like now it, that's it, a story quest. <laughs> yeah, it, it fleshed out his character. It, it gave it made, gave him so much dimension. Yeah, now that now Risley's story quest. Now mm-hmm. that's a good story quest. Yes, yeah. This was this was a good character story quest. Um, oh, but there but is yeah, one last thing. We can't thing. forget. Yeah, we can't forget that at the yep. ending we get our we get our couple our our lovely couple of Vis yep. and Vasol, and and they t- they say they're gonna get married. They are. They said that they met even though they met in the society, and they fell into the trap, but. They, despite all that, they still came to love and trust each other, even throughout that. And that they're now there. So they come to Rise like, can, yeah. can we get married? They were like, the, yeah, here? can we can we do that? And Risley's like, you know what? Yeah, sure. Let yeah, me know and, if you need me to get anything for you guys. Yeah, he's like, if you need anything like from the surface or something, like let me know. We're going to make this happen. Because they're kind of like, yeah, yeah well, they, like, we met the society. We fell in love. And even... When our sins are done, like we think we want to stay here, because these are the this is the life that we know and that we that we enjoy. And as long as we have each other, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, it's a nice change. Like you can see, like even through this, it's like because they thank him, like they thank Rice, like personally, like you no, know, we want to thank you for making this the special place that it is, and we know that it's going to be a good place because you're the one that's running it and you're the one that's taking care of it. And Bryza says, you know, I, you know, he really appreciates that. And it's a stark contrast between what he and Dujo were trying to do. It's like Bryza says, like, he would, he would rather have a genuine expression of faith over an obligation or a fear to obey. Yeah. 
overall, I think this was a really nice. It was a really nice story quest. It was this, no, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But like this, it's definitely up there for sure. Is like one of the best story quests in this game so far. I completely agree. Um, I liked Presley when I ran into him in the Archon quest. Um, I didn't again. I didn't know a whole lot about his character side. Then he ran the prison. Um, he's not this rough and gruff like angry dude that I thought he was going to be. He's actually really chill. And this character quest did everything I needed it to to finish fleshing out his character, and I'm so glad I pulled for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nouvellet's chapter did the exact same thing. It's like, I like Nouvellet. I thought he was a really cool character. I had the suspicions about the Hydro Dragon thing before he was revealed to be the Hydro Dragon. Oh, no, nah, I knew from the start. Like, look at that man. Tell me that is oh, not yeah. the most dragon-in-a-human-form-looking guy you've <laughs> ever seen. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but, but you're going through Nouvellet's character chapter and seeing what he tried to do with the Melazine and the way he handled his whole thing um, with, with, his, with his friend was it really gave you an appreciation for the character and for their motivations and through their history. And I think that these character chapters like this one, where we get a look into their past, it helps us appreciate so much of what they have going on now and why they're here with us or why they're doing what they're doing. Because we don't get a lot of that initially. Like, we don't know. We just run into these people for, by chance, circumstances. We just run into these people. Or... Yeah, we just run into these people. And, and sometimes this... we go on silly adventures with them. Yeah. And, but this... Like, this one gave us so much into his, like, even though it was just him telling us, like, yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I was an orphan, and turned out this is what's going on, this is why I'm in the prison, yeah. this is what I've done. No, it was the fact that he straight up went, and I killed him. Yep, uh, and, yep, just threw it out there. Just like, bluntly. Oh. I mean, I That's guess like, there would be no other way to put that, like. Yeah, well, I don't think it's an act that he, like, he said, it. yeah, it was extreme. Yeah, but I, I don't know I if it's guarantee... necessarily. I guarantee if he had to do it again, he would, without a second thought. Oh, yeah. Like, if he was put back in that situation... I mean, he was going to kill... He, he was like, he's like, I don't need a... He's like, I won't need a justification to kill. Like... I feel like it took every ounce of, like, restraint for him not to just throttle... To not to just Dujan kill right, him right yeah. there on the spot. Like, he could have just, like, crushed him, like, right there as he, like, held him pinned on the ground. Oh, yeah. So, it, it, it really gives you a new appreciation for him, and I'm... I'm really, really glad that that this story chapter was able to do this for this character. Um, and if anybody has been on the fence for pulling for Risley from a lore standpoint, um, this should definitely break you out of that hold. And definitely just from like a character standpoint, yeah. not even just a lore standpoint, just overall just a character standpoint. Yeah. Like, man. Yeah, no, no, no Risley's fantastic. Um, definitely pull for him. Um, he's fun to play so gameplay wise <laughs> and store wise he's been fantastic as well so yeah uh, nothing but good things to say for Risley um, all around uh, so you know a fantastic character chapter um, I hope that they keep up with it because the character chapter in this one from Lenny's and Nuvalet's and oh I'm excited Risley's. for Farina's yeah no oh man Farina's is going to be so good I cannot wait to deep dive into Farina's history and, oh yeah, yeah dive no in. Oh man, yeah, please. Uh, I, I will make so many dive in jokes. Uh, 
phrases throughout this entire thing we're in Fontaine. You just got to use that. You're going to get at oh, least yeah, like one no, an episode. <laughs> I'm glad oh, that yeah. you call each and every one. So, <laughs> Be like, hey, I see what you did uh, there. Yep. And also over there. <laughs> so I hope you guys uh, appreciated that little uh, run through Risley's character quest. It was a little more uh, organized than it was for uh, than the one we did for Nouvellette. So Emerald, thank you very much for the uh, for basically the more detailed walkthrough. That really kind oh, of helps yes, us of uh, stay glad, on the Yeah, mark. I'm glad I could. I was be like, uh, we should probably be using this instead of like that yeah. other thing from mm -hmm. as I. Uh, it, it's hard to follow, especially when I was trying to use it for like following, keeping track of the story. Like yeah. it doesn't have anything on the information of the story. Well, so that I was like, yeah, but like, it was like a quite the yeah. quest steps. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, for this, we're trying to discuss the story. It doesn't yeah. have the story. <laughs> exactly. No, so so thank you for finding that. That, that was really, really good. Um, so, no, I hope that all our listeners uh, appreciated that. And uh, what do you think? Are you ready to dive into the question of the week? Oh, yeah, the question of the week. Uh, yeah, sure. So, our question of the week this week is brought to us by Yutsu. And Yutsu asks, and I don't like thinking about this, but we're going we're gonna to do it because it is a good question. And let's say, hypothetically, 15 years from now, we have saved Tavat, we have reconciled with our, with our sibling, and Hoyoverse has announced the end of service for Genshin Impact. Where would you spend your last day, and where would you log out? Where would I log out? Well, I know where I would log out. I'd log out at the, um, probably either at the tree in Windrise or the Sacred Sakura tree. Because okay. those are, like, my logout locations for the game. Like, every time I'm done doing what I do in Genshin, I usually go to the waypoint in Windrise and log out there. Uh, <laughs> see, I usually lay in bed and do my dailies, and then I fall asleep while forgetting to turn them in. Um, so I tend to log out wherever my phone dies. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, but yeah, I um, but yeah, that's I usually, which I think is really fitting that with my considerable like last point would be the tree in Windrise. I, I'm kind of crying thinking about it. Oh my god. <coughs> yeah. So where do you think you would spend your last day? Like you, if you had to go and like spend your day in a certain city or area, where do you think you would go? In a certain city or area. Hmm. Well, probably in any place that had a lot of lore significance, or hmm. at least places that were special to me. Okay. Like the um the underground area in Inazuma going to the uh perpetual mechanical array area. Oh yeah. Because that was it's that's a place that's really special to me. That was the moment where I realized this game's gonna be special to me. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. The I, area I remember. with the the shipwrecks and the ruins under mm -hmm. the underwater ruins and the shipwrecks and I still have that screenshot. Um with child standing on the ruins overlooking the area <laughs> okay. with my little Endora pet. And it was just, oh. <laughs> hmm. I think I sent it in a batch of uh, screenshots. In Maybe. The, you, you like uh, to upload a lot of screenshots, actually. You take some pretty good shots. I do, especially especially in the, the Boosters uh, yeah. channel that we have. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. I think what I can I find it. Day? Like, my last day? Oh, I could well. I mean, you know me. I gotta have my, uh, my ruins. Oh, yep. I found the screenshot. Here it is. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like I would like I would just like wander like Mondstadt, and just like 
Yeah. Like Monset City proper, I said I'd probably go like to the Sacred Tree because like those areas are like that was like my first big impression of the game. And there I feel like I that... sent I sent the screenshot. Okay, appreciate it. That place. <laughs> but uh but I feel like that whenever you know, whenever things come to an end, you always want to go back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, because I know, like. That's why I said the tree in Windwise. Yeah, and then I'm kind of like the same. So, like, for an example, like years and years and years ago, like long time ago, there was a Korean MMO game called Yogurting. And basically, it was kind of like this, like yeah, it's called Yogurting. And basically, it was kind of like the school thing. Like you were like school, but you had like swords and you went on adventures and you did dungeons oh heck um, yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> it, it was it was great it was super cute it was super fun you could play with like all your friends and stuff it was 3d um a lot of people back in the day only knew it because of the opening which had this like really poppy k-pop song and it's like anime girl dancing around oh that's awesome and people was like, oh that's the game that the anime girl's from and it's like, yeah, I mean, sure. But uh, but Yogurt was great. You had to have a VPN to play and stuff, and we had a lot of fun. But when it eventually came to end of service, back in, like, the early 2000s, I think it was, people were kind of like, well, everybody's going to log in. And so we did. We all logged into the game, and we all went back to, like, the first, like, the school, like, the track fields and the classrooms and things like that. And you would all group up with your friends. And everybody would wear, like, their, their best gear or their clothes, and we'd all be chatting, and everybody doing their dancing emotes and stuff. Yeah. And one of the most painful things, I think, you, I think there's still a video on YouTube about it, is that people are standing around, and they're dancing, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, we love yogurt, and we love this game, we love all our friends. And as they watch the clock, you just start seeing people, like, logging out, just boosh, person vanishes. And, they, and when you log out of that game, you, like, disappear in this giant flash of light. Yeah. And just everybody's dancing and shouting and cheering, and suddenly all your friends start disappearing one by one in flashes of light, like gone, 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 like over. And this is like happening on a massive scale as people are being logged out one by one as the game is shutting down and the servers are closing. And yeah. like I'm getting misty, I'm like thinking about it, like remembering. I this. know we're both we're both getting a little like teary eyed over the perpetual. Yeah. Uh, the- the eventual end of Genshin. Yeah, it's a bit of a heavy note. Yeah, it, it, and it will be. It's like, and then when it's logged out, it's like you know, thank you for playing. It goes back to the main screen, and it, it's over. And because Genshin is a live service game like that, that's going. That's that is what's going to happen one day. One day they're going to say announce them into service. You will log in for the last time. You might meet up with some friends or something like that, and then when the servers go down, that's it. You know what? You know what would be a nice place to log out. Get all your get your friends, get your little group of friends, and go to the Eternal Oasis. Oh, I was gonna say the Wangshan uh, Funeral Parlor. Well, that uh, yeah. too, but you know, <laughs> thematically <laughs> speaking, we could all die together. I got a two for one coupon. I got from Hutao. Speaking, thematically speaking, you could go to the Eternal Oasis yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just sit there in perpetual eternity. Yeah, with the uh, with the with the with the still flying birds and the. And the jumping fish and all that. Oh, that was such a good area. But no, I think that to, 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 to bring it back, I think if I had to log out, I would, I would probably do it. I would probably go back to my teapot. Um, as much as I love like exploring the area and stuff like that, when it came time, okay, all said and done is I'm going to spend the last couple of minutes. 
I would probably go back to my teapot because things that I took from the game and I made it my own. And I would probably go back to my little pot set area that I made that I haven't really changed much at all since I originally made it. And I would probably sit, sit on my bench and I would stare at my fountain. I would listen to the music I set for my teapot. And I would just sit there and watch the sun set and rise, set and rise until it logged me out. And I'm pretty sure that's what I would do. Yeah. Girl, I want to cry. Stop it. Yeah. So that that's that's a that that's my solemn answer answer to that question. So yeah, when 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 push comes to shove, I would probably go and meet up with some friends online, hang out, say hi, share our love, and then in the last couple of minutes, I would probably just go and sit by myself and in my own little area, and then just wait for the end. And that would be that. Yeah. So um. Yeah, so on that happy note, I think that's actually oh, going yeah, to... Oh, yeah, absolutely. That yeah. happy note, I'm totally, totally <laughs> not going to... Um, totally don't have tears forming in my eyes right now. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll call it there for this episode. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. I hope that uh, you appreciate our little walkthrough of uh, Risley's Reborn in the Land of Grievances. Uh, we still need to cover Lindy's character chapters, so we'll probably get on that. And once we hear word of when the 4.2 live stream comes up, we're going to probably have to do that first, I'm going to assume. Yeah, of course. And then we'll probably do the uh, uh, Lenny's character quest when uh, Faro is ready to come back. Yep. Yeah, and that'll be good. So, so thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Episode 79 of The Resonance, and we look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, add Astra, have a sauce. Add Astra, have a sauce.